Good morning. It's time for Daily Chapel. The text is Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. The Reverend Sean Danzer is preaching. The broadcast of Chapel is underwritten by LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces. A reading from Matthew, the fourth chapter. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But now, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Lord is fasting for 40 days in great weakness. He's come into our world in weakness. And this is difficult for us to understand in two ways. The first is that we do not really understand our own weakness and what it has to do with sin. And the second is we don't understand, even if we begin to grasp this, how to separate human weakness from the weakness of our corrupt human nature. You see, Jesus uh, is not a sinner. And it is not possible for him to be a sinner. And yet he is truly tempted in the wilderness. And why that's so strange for us is that we are never tempted without sin. We see this in uh, Cain and Abel when our Lord uses this metaphor for sin, that it's like some kind of an animal, a monster, crouching at the door, seeking to do something, to pounce, I suppose, and we must rule over it. And it's our instinct when we hear that to say, that must mean the monster's outside the door, like the land shark, right? Ready to come in if I should open the door, and I better be ready to wrestle him to the ground. It's not. It's saying instead that the monster is in us, ready to get out unless perhaps we could master it in some way so it doesn't. And that's the way all sin works, too. It's in our hearts, as Jesus says, out of the heart the mouth speaks, and of course the body acts. 
That means whenever the devil comes with his temptations to us, he already finds a big ally in our hearts ready to agree. It's not really like it is in the movies or the cartoons with the angel and the devil on the shoulder both kind of talking to us in the neutral position, seeing if they can persuade us one way or the other. It's that the devil already has an ally. We're already quite willing to entertain it down the road until maybe we could find some reason to say, eh, that probably isn't a good idea after all. It's not so with Jesus. And yet he really is wrestling with the devil. Now, his weakness was amplified by the fact he had been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, which seems already as a superhuman feat. We know that his love for his father sustained him, and I don't think it's wrong to say almost supernaturally. And yet when the devil comes, he attacks him with all the kinds of human weaknesses that you and I would fall for in an instant. Really, they're not much different than imagining if you won the lottery, all the various things that you would probably do. And what should these be to the Son of God? Does he need the devil to hand over power to him? Does he need the devil to give him status? Does he need the devil to make any kind of deal with him at all? Of course not. But the devil is a fool, and the Lord is a man. And weakness leads men to falter. Now that our sinful nature, since Adam is corrupt, we are weak almost all the time. To give in when we shouldn't. To give up before our stamina has uh, eroded itself. And of course, to justify ourselves every way as if we really couldn't have helped it, as if our weakness is not evidence of our sinfulness, but our weakness is something to be excusing of our sin. And this is wrong, dear friends. This is why the temptations of the devil are so successful again and again on us, even when we're trying to fight against him. And so, from many lengths, from many experiences, from the continual wrestling that we have with our hearts, especially because we are Christians, because we know better, because we pray to the Lord and ask His help, because we have so many psalms, like the one we prayed today, that urge us to fight against Him, it is very sad to see that again we fail. It should then be very encouraging to see our Lord triumph, to know that He's triumphing not in order to accuse us. No, Satan is the accuser. The Lord triumphs in order to redeem us. He triumphs as the one who in our weak and yet not sinless flesh can defeat the devil who brought us into such calamity in the first place. To be the greater Adam who does not give in to the serpent's lies. We see most of all in this contest the foolishness of the devil come out which then can encourage us not to think that we probably could be a match for him now if we had a little encouragement from Jesus no we're no match for him that should be very clear but 
to see that Jesus has overcome him by the word of God, which he does not hold back from us in any degree. So when the Lord gives us his word, we should cling to it and know that this is a weapon that the devil will flee from. We should brandish it at him and make him scurry away. Look at how foolish it is that the devil is really the one, in some ways, who's introduced the Bible into the battle. He's the one who came up with the technology. Like so much in warfare, Jesus is the one who put it to its proper use. The devil brought up this psalm that we prayed today because he twisted it a little bit, left part of it out, that the Lord should follow in his ways. That's where the angels will protect him. We know that Christ's ways are always the ways of his Father. Nevertheless, the devil said, well, you should jump off the pinnacle. We know that the angels will come to your rescue and protect you so you don't even stub your toe. I'm left wondering if the devil knew the rest of the psalm. How could he not? Did he not dare to read on one verse later and to see that not only Jesus, not only this man who is truly God and sinless, but even these men, you and me, all of Adam's children, all of those who are reborn in Christ Jesus by the forgiveness of his sins, we are going to tread down the lion and the adder and tread down that young lion and the serpent right under our feet so that he will be destroyed. Now we know that the prophecy of Christ was fulfilled when his heel was wounded and yet by that small wound overcome in the resurrection, Satan was put to death and fell like lightning from heaven. But so it is the Lord's pleasure that he would send out his troops all of his Christians, yes, weak in the flesh and corrupted by sin, and yet because he has forgiven that sin, he sends us out, weak as we are, to insult the devil in every way. That in small ways, beginning and only beginning in this life, but completed and brought to fulfillment at the last day when he raises us from the dead, never to die again, just as he is risen and lives forever, the devil is being overcome. That's what it means when we pray in the litany to beat down Satan under our feet. The Lord would be pleased to make his kingdom come also here among us. Let us remember it won't be by our strength. We are weak in all of this. No match for the devil. But Christ our champion has come. And he is indeed not only our Savior, but also by our side every step of the way with his good gifts, with his spirit, to trample down Satan in small ways, even under our weak feet. What an amazing and insulting victory that shall be for our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Chapel. The broadcast of Chapel is underwritten by LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces. To learn more about LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces, visit kfuo.org chapel.